whatever age we are, we were all kids once and loved to run around. Is that a true fact, as they say in California? And so I just want to let people know that not only are there bathrooms on the other side of the bridge, but there are all kinds of places for kids to recreate and run around. And they're free to do that. And uh, there's sofas there, but the parents have to give the kids the first choice. Is that understood? Just a word to adults, part of the plan. There's also a great picture TV of what's going on here, and there's also the sound is piped in. And if you want to get an app, you can always turn the sound down, but I haven't told you that. I'm just telling you. Just try and look out for your interests. It is a remarkable gospel, isn't it? A remarkable gospel in so many ways for our, for to know of our God loving us and caring for us, and above all, the good news. Now, you can be aware of your sin, and many people are. I walk around campus all the time. I'm generally just chatting with people, seeing how they're doing. I don't know if somebody's Catholic, Jewish, atheist, Protestant, whatever. But everybody, people couldn't be kinder. But people who are Catholic occasionally say, uh, can we go to confession and we find a spot off on the side? We do. And so sometimes it's, fair, fair, it's not unfair to say that people are aware of their sins. Uh, but then, besides realizing that they have made a mistake or mistakes, sometimes people begin to think that they are a mistake, uh, which isn't fair to them, but that's how they feel. By sometimes people use the distinction between guilt, that was the first thing mentioned, and shame, that was the second I just mentioned. Now, I've already, I've told you already, some of you, uh, what I do around campus when people who I chat with, you know, as I walk around different campuses, they'll mention something about suicide, across their minds. And uh, I think I, I, the other, about a month ago, I said, uh, I mentioned what I used this year, a couple, last couple years, the formula that I use at the moment, and I'd be glad to hear a better one. Uh, I'll be serious because it's a comic line, so I'll be serious to jump off from. And I'll say, uh, well, you know, you don't have to commit suicide to have a happy life. You don't have to commit suicide <coughs> to have a happy life. And then we'll pause, and we'll pause, and we'll pause. And at that point, we both break up laughing because we realize how idiotic that is. And the person realizes how idiotic that was for them to think and to plan, which is a good thing because now they've popped out of that, that rut to enter upon life for the rest of their days and all that God calls them to be. They've left out of their shame, they've left out of their sin, and they know they're loved. We call confession not only confession or penance, but the sacrament of reconciliation which means that we're all come back together. <coughs> and if we feel, felt we were apart, we felt we were too ashamed to join in, we were felt that others were turned off to us, we can begin to enter back in and be part one with the other. Now you'll think I'm making this up, but a woman a month ago sent me an email right after this. Was it the Sunday, the Monday? I don't know when she sent the email, but I opened it on Monday. And when I got, days are filled with things, wallpaper, with stuff, tasks, like all of us. And uh, she said, oh, Father, thank you very much. I, I don't have to commit suicide now because you told me I don't have to commit suicide. Now, you would almost think that was silly, but it is actually the pure, lucid, limpid, light, in simplicity of someone telling you in one message where they were at and what they've been freed for the rest of life. The old saying about water circling a drain in tighter and tighter circles can happen in many lives. 
We are sinners. Will you buy, here's a quiz question. You want to handle a quiz? Exams, some people have exams. This will make you more alert. Are you ready for the quiz? Just trying to help. When you buy number two lead pencils, how many times have you bought them without erasers? How many times when you bought number two lead pencils, Ticonderoga, I hope, have you bought them without erasers? And so there's the confessional, there's the reconciliation room, and making mistakes we all do, we fear. But the point is not to stay stuck there and not to think those mistakes are us. So to get rid of the guilt and also get rid of the shame. And that's what our Lord does today. Why? Why today? Well, because Peter had denied Christ three times. And so in this marvelous story of the resurrection, this marvelous reality of the resurrection is he has breakfast with them. That's just not an impression or a feeling or a ghost, but a reality. Christ, the resurrected Christ, having with them a meal. Then beyond that, there's the matter of asking Peter who, Peter, who denied him three times, if he loved him, yes, well, feed my lambs. Do you love me? Tend my sheep. Do you love me? Tend my, feed, feed my, my sheep. So that, hello there. So that the, uh, so that automatically there's a sense of those things gradually being repaired. But do you notice the extra point? They're not simply repaired, forgiven or whatever, but they're given, Peter is given a new charge. And so with all of us. When we're forgiven and we're set free, we're also set free and sent forth. And sent forth to be and to help others. To reach out to others. In a way, that's how you know you're part of the community again when you're building the community. You come to Mass reconciled, but you also reach out and bring other people to Mass. You tell people of that. You tell people of the, whatever the incident that helped you, the book you read, the line you remember, the quote from the Psalms, whatever it is that helped each of us change our hearts. Tell them the story of St. Augustine's life. Tell them any number of saints in the lives of the saints. Tell them about yourself a saint now. And notice the difference that makes. You know, if you go to the cathedral, the cathedral of the Holy Cross down on the south end, that's a magnificent cathedral. It has on the left the Blessed Sacrament Chapel, and, and just before that it also has an entrance on that side, the left side going in. And on it it has two windows newly put there from the, uh, the Holy Year, the Year of Mercy. And so it has panels with the coat of arms of the uh, our good dear Cardinal, who is a Capuchin and so on, and then it has of our Holy Father. So Cardinal Sean and Pope Francis. Now I'd like to focus because of today's reading on what the words are in uh, Pope Francis's. I think you'll have to help me because I fear they're gerundives. Are you frightened already? That's pretty frightening. No, get back up from under the pew. It'll be okay. But it's a double phrase. It's, I think, I may have this wrong, hmm. Miserando atque elegendo. Forgiving him, he chose him. And is taken from Venerable Bede, Venerable Bede, a while back, before my time, I know it's hard to believe, but before my time or yours, that died in 735, that marvelous tomb, his tomb hanging out in Durham Cathedral over that gorge that goes around on three sides in that Galilee. And Bede was doing a commentary on the Gospel of Matthew the section where Matthew is called. We all know that vividly because we've all seen whether or not we've gone to St. San Luigi de Francesi in Rome, that top left side altar. We all know the painting of Peter 
calling Matthew because it's a side altar where there's a light source here, a window, and then Peter's calling Matthew and the light from the window seems to enlighten the painting. Caravaggio, a master of light and dark. And it picks out Christ's arm and finger and it picks out Matthew saying, do you really mean me? Which is probably the story of all our lives. Dear Lord, do you really mean me? With all my worries, all my fear, all my guilt, all my shame, do you really mean me? And so the marvelous phrase, miserando in mercy forgiving him, aqua elegendo, he chose him. And that's what we have to leave room for by letting that forgiveness be taken on board. You know, when I do marriage prep, many times I give people discussion questions to work on, and you can see in some cases, they've been given the answer, but it's on the loading dock and they won't take it inside and unpack it. You know, they've been warned about this, warned about that, warned about three other things. If they break up, they come complaining about that. And I say, yes, but I told you that four times. But they're still free to marry, it's a free country. But it's a matter of taking what we've been told, the forgiveness, and bringing that cart in and unpacking it for all the implications to come. And so in today's gospel, Peter, who had denied Christ three times and the apostles abandoned him in his time of greatest need, Peter denying him after he had said he would be with him forever, and having made mistakes, aren't we all, Peter then is forgiven. But not simply forgiven. He is chosen and sent forth as are every one of us. You know the old saying, there are two dates in your life. Jamie here, it's his birthday today. We have birthdays different days. But then there's also the day we figure out what we're here for. That's exactly what we're dealing with with Peter. That's what Bede was saying of St. Matthew. That's the Lord's plan for every one of us here. That's the Lord's plan for everyone else if we bring them to Mass and let them hear of God's work in history and the Lord's Gospel and the, the Apostles' energy in spreading the word of the resurrection so that our lives are reborn and as the apostles were jailed and set free we are set free too forgiven and chosen and sent forth thanks for listening to within the walls of saint paul's sunday homilies please be sure to like us on facebook and consider supporting us by visiting st paul's harvard square.org That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.